Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. And just a note that inspiring sports stories is back this week. Mark Duffield taking over the chair and behind the microphone. It airs uh, on Sundays at 7am and also 6pm on SEN 657. And this week we'll get a grab of it. I've spoken to this gentleman a couple of times. He's uh, Paralympic gold medalist Brad Ness. He is an outstanding individual and it's a great first up guest that uh, will be speaking to Mark Duffield on inspiring sports stories. Uh, Happens Sunday morning at 7am and again at 6pm on SEN 657. Let's talk about the Scorchers. 4.30 on Saturday. They still await who they will take on. It's at the Brisbane Heat or the Sydney Sixers. They play tomorrow. The winner on their way on the Big Bird West to come to Perth at Optus Stadium for a Saturday appointment. The man that will be there for the Scorchers is the boy from Claremont, Netherlands. Great to have a chat to him. One of the great outfielders when it comes to T20 cricket. Always, uh, of course, looks after the boundary, whether it be on the offside or the, the leg side. Nick Hobson, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me. Mate, I reckon you cover a few Ks on the field when you're fielding. Yeah, we'll um, pass it on to our strength conditioning coach. We do he always <laughs> makes us do a few exercises at training. But, yeah, they're... Um, they're not small, the, the boundaries at Optus. I don't know how the um, AFL boys do it, sorry, when it um, comes to winter time, that's for sure. You're a very important part of the Perth Scorchers. Before I talk about your career, can I just say, uh, I've been speaking to a family member of yours of late, Uncle Dave. You know Uncle Dave? Oh, there we go, from over in Sydney. No, Uncle, in Perth. No, Uncle, Dave, no, exactly. Uncle Dave here in Perth. I see him down at the Sorrento Surf Club most mornings. He's out there swimming and pounding uh, the sand. He's part of the Sorrento Slugs early morning swimming team. And he's very proud of you, let me tell you, Uncle Dave here in Perth, about what you're doing with the cricket bat. So there you go. And I'll tell him tomorrow morning that I had a chat to his nephew. Perfect. No, that sounds good. He's um, fit as a fiddle, Dave. So he, is. he gets up early, he does his swim <laughs> in the morning. So, yeah. Yeah, I see him. Maybe good. you should join him one morning, come and... Uh, have a coffee with the Sereno Slugs down there at the Sereno Surf Club. Yeah, maybe when the big bash is over. I'm having a few sleep into the moment. A bit lazy, but, uh, uh, <laughs> you must be absolutely... I'm surprised you're sleeping in. I thought you'd be really excited going to bed every night, just waiting for Saturday afternoon to arrive. Yeah, definitely. Everyone's very excited in the camp. It's... Um, yeah, I think there's a bit of a buzz around Perth at the moment with cricket and the Big Bash. And, um, yeah, very fortunate to be part of the squad at the moment. And, yeah, everyone's just really excited for Saturday. Um, hopefully 
it's a, a massive crowd and we can come home with a trophy at the end of it. It'd be great. Because you made your debut for the Scorchers a couple of seasons ago, uh, I think here in Perth uh, in 2019, at the start of 2019. So you've been about, uh, but you've become now a regular fixture in BBL 12. You must feel very comfortable that you're now part of the plan going forward. Yeah, it's been nice. I had a, a bit of a taste a few years ago and then um, a couple of injuries found my way out of the squad and have found my way kind of back um, in the last 18 months or so. And I guess this year with um, a few late outs from our internationals and Mitch Marsh's injury, it's kind of opened up a bit of a spot for me in the middle order. So, um, yeah, just really enjoying my time really this season. And, um, yeah, it's been nice to get a consistent run. It's been very enjoyable. You started batting at number three, and then in recent times you've dropped down the middle order to bat at number six. Uh, the reasons for that, and where is your preference, and where do you think is Nick Hobson of better value to the Perth Scorchers? Well, um, I guess Aaron Hardy's proved his very good value at number three, but I think we started at um, uh, just with our imports um, and myself being one of the few local left-handers just trying to get a mix of left and right hand towards the top of the order at the start of the tournament. Um, and then we just shuffled it around one game. It seemed to click. Aaron's had a fantastic tournament at number three, and then I've settled down at six, um, albeit the guys above me have done um, a lot of work to get the job done quite often before I'm required. But um, to be honest, I'm really open to either role. I think in, in T20 cricket, you can combat an ear in the top six and you've got to have that flexibility. Um, a lot of our guys do it. It just kind of depends who's available from an Australian selection perspective and what internationals we got. So I'm really not too bothered where I, where I get it here. But saying that at number six, sometimes you miss out on the bat, which has been the case on a couple of occasions when the, the Scorchers top order have uh, reeled in the runs with not many wickets down. That's right. That is one of the drawbacks of uh, coming in number six. The boys have um, joked around with me and um, I often get a text after the game from a few mates saying if, if my ice, and my pads are still on ice. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's all part of the game. It's probably a very good problem to have um, if your number six isn't required. So I guess from a team perspective, it would be good if it wasn't required on the weekend. But definitely um, preparing um, for all situations. And, um, yeah, you never know what situation you'll find yourself in. With number six, quite often the um, the game can be dictated when you walk out to bat. So um, we'll just have to wait and see. Saying that, you know, you've been around for a few years. You've been playing club cricket for Claremont Netherlands. You're 28 years of age. Did you feel your time had passed you by to maybe represent WA? Because, of course, in recent times, you have also played shield cricket for the state. Yeah, it was probably a period, um, yeah, with the early mid-20s where... I wasn't really around the setup as much, um, but just kind of went back to club cricket and and had to perform. And then, um, yeah, opportunities opened up and you never know how things go in this game. Um, Yeah, if you told me at the start of the tournament, I'd play every game in the tournament, I might not have believed you, but it's the way the tournament's gone. And um, I guess um, I put a lot of preparation work into this tournament. Um, So, you know, I haven't been required all the time, but... Um, hopefully I can make a, an impact in the final. And, um, yeah, like I said earlier, just really enjoying being part of our squad at the moment. Do you think the success of Claremont Netherlands, and there's a few representatives from Claremont Netherlands, your club side, in the WA setup, and the success they've had over the last few seasons in all formats has maybe enhanced and lifted your profile? Yeah, that's definitely. I mean, um, I owe a lot to Claremont Netherlands. We were... Um, you know, again, I was so lucky to be part of that that setup for a number of years. Some of my best mates have played um, cricket since I was, um, yeah, a very young man there, and 
um, I think it's really good um, preparation for a step up to the next level when you get to play um, a lot of premierships. And a lot of premierships and, and club finals are always really high intensity and high pressure. So I think they'll hold me in good stead having that um, finals experience for, for this weekend. And, um, yeah, it also gives you extra hits each year and, um, like you said, a bit of extra profile. And, um, yeah, I've, I've got a great bunch of mates and um, absolutely love playing for Claremont when... when um, when I'm down there. So, yeah, very lucky. Is Stephen Eskenazi one of your mates? Because I spoke to him actually on this program last week and he's certainly hit his straps since coming in at the top of the order. He's had a couple of innings where he's missed out, but for the most part, he's certainly been a great contributor. What's he like around the club scene? Yeah, he's good. You've, um, we started playing cricket together. I think my mum found a photo the other day of myself, Matt Kelly and Stevie. Uh, and Tim David actually is down in Hobart now, but we won, I think it was in 2006 or 2007, um, a premiership when we were, I don't know, 12, 13 or 14. It was somewhere in that range. So um, we've been playing together for a long time. And then um, I guess my early senior cricket played with Stevie when we were kind of 18 and 19 before he we went to the UK. But um, he's fitted beautifully into our squad. He's done done really well. Um, I think the way he played a couple of games ago in Perth, really attacking the power play has been... Um, his real strength that he's he's built on since he's been over in the UK. So, um, yeah, he's been great and everyone's enjoyed having him. Interesting. You mentioned Tim David there. Again, another one of your, your club mates. Uh, didn't really get the opportunities here at the Scorchers. Was sort of in and out. And then he's gone to the Hobart Hurricanes and he's gone to the IPL. His bank balance looks okay at the moment, doesn't it? It's uh, definitely one of the, the benefits of his last uh, two years, I think. But, yeah, he's come on leaps and bounds. Um, everyone's really proud of Tim down at Clermont Evans about what he's been able to achieve. He's, yeah, he's really um, put his mind to becoming a T20 specialist in that number five and six role, and he's one of the best in the world at it. So, um, yeah, he, he took a punt in his career when he was a bit younger, and it's really paid off for him. So everyone, everyone's super proud. You'll be watching tomorrow night's match with interest, the Sixers or the Heat. Any preference? No, no preference. I think they both have their own um, their own strengths. Obviously, there's probably a well-talked-about rivalry with the Sixers. They're just so consistent um, year in, year out in the Big Bash. And uh, for the Heat, they've just found some momentum at the right time. I think they've won seven of their last eight. So um, they're tracking really well as well. Um, yeah, the boys will definitely be watching with a bit of intrigue, but... The nature of T20 cricket, anyone can win on any day. So, um, yeah, we'll be prepared for both. And the Shield season returns, as we know, after the BBL. You'd be pretty keen to maybe help WA to another successful Sheffield Shield campaign. Yeah, it starts up after that. Um, I don't have a huge involvement in the four-day stuff, but the um, the guys are really excited to when that does resume WA. Um, I don't think you've lost a game in, in either the Shield or the, or the one-day comp this year. So, um, yeah, it's terrific being around that environment. Um, a lot of competition for spots. I think there'll be some really strong WA um, teams getting put out in the park. Hopefully um, there's a fit Mitch Marsh and out there as well, which would be really exciting for, for WA cricket fans. So, um, yeah, it's just a great time to be involved with cricket in WA at the moment, I think. Right, Nick. So what are you going to do between now and Saturday? What's the program for Nick Hobson? Yeah, good question. Um, we've got a... I guess a bit more of a relaxed day tomorrow. I might go into the wacker for a hit. Um, and then there's a, a top-up session on Friday. Um, but other than that, I probably should be um, staying out of the Perth heat. And um, 
I don't know, a bit of time with mates and um, my dog's looking at me right now. Thanks <laughs> for the as well. So Good on you. There's uh, nothing too stressful and then... Uh, then, yeah, I think everyone's conserving energy and really excited for, for what the weekend will hold, I think. Good on you, mate. Well done. You've uh, been a significant contributor to the fortunes of the Perth Scorchers in the BBL 12 campaign, and we wish you the best of luck come Saturday afternoon. Thanks very much, Peter. Good on you. Nick Hobson uh, joining us here on the program. And as I mentioned, uh, he's certainly a very good fieldsman and uh, slots in nicely at number six. Uh, 4.30, it gets underway. Look forward to your company. You are on the SEN network. We'll be covering the final with uh, Brad Hogg. So I look forward to your company uh, on uh, the network, wherever you may be listening around the country. As I mentioned, Inspiring Stories is back this week with Mark Duffield. It airs Sunday at 7am and then again at 6pm on SEN 657. This week, it's Paralympic gold medalist Brad Ness as our first guest, terrific fella, who explains the tragic moments before losing his leg. Things have changed now, which is which is good. But back then, you know, the, I suppose the control on the hours you worked, and um, I suppose the conditions, uh, you know, um, were a bit more laxed. To be to be fair, it's actually thirty years. Twelfth uh, to twelfth this year will be thirty years, which is flowing by. But yeah, look, we just we're on the back of a um, of a double double. So we'd actually I got at the time of my accident they signed me off, um, and I actually worked thirty seven and a half hours in two days. So you know, a lot of hours we're, we're pretty tired and. Um, it was the last trip of the night. We had a Christmas party on board, and as we pulled away from the from the jetty over there at Tomo Bay or Thompson Bay, um, there was no there was no island authority or anyone on the boat because it was a, a Christmas party, a private charter type scenario. And as we pulled away from the the jetty, the rope was still attached on the jetty, and I'd actually uh, undone the rope inside the boat and trying to get the skipper's attention. We didn't have radios or anything at the time, so uh, I tried to yell internally up the stairwell and then couldn't hear me. So, yeah, anyone anyone yelling out, you know, get us a beer or Christmas cheer or anything like that um, sounded like my command all clear, and um, he thought we were clear. And as I'm leaning out, the as I went to lean back out the, the window to yell from window to window, I put my foot in the actual main... Um, waistline, which is the the, the the center line, which is almost like the park break. Um, put my foot in that and it snaked around my, my ankle and tore it clean off out through the scupper hole. So, yeah, they say your life can change in a split second. I begged to differ because I saw where I put my foot and didn't have the reaction to, to get it out. It was that quick. Yeah, no, he's an unbelievable individual. And, of course, then decided to get into wheelchair basketball, was uh, a Perth Wheelcats champion, went and represented Australia numerous times at the Paralympic Games, uh, played professionally uh, in Italy as well. And, of course, he's now back uh, contributing as a coach and as a mentor to uh, the individuals that are playing, of course, basketball uh, at the Paralympics. Uh, He's a great man and it's a great story. Look forward to hearing from Brad Ness. We're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, uh, we will feature baseball, the Perth Heat, are in the championship series decider. Steve Nalkowski, the CEO, joins us next.